Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the U.S., the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. So why are we doing this? So invoice to go is a SaaS company and we have an invoicing and billing app that is used in over 178 countries all over the world. We've been in the app store for a very long time. We're very well known with small business. And we recently did a survey and found that only 17% of our customers are women. And this is a problem for us. We realized that we aren't doing enough to support small business owners who are women, and we decided that we wanted to do more. So we are sponsoring this podcast. We are inviting talented women from everywhere to be on the podcast and share their stories. We're trying to connect female entrepreneurs so that we can lift each other up as women, and we all want to grow together. So I'm Nat. I'm obviously American. I don't sound Aussie at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an expat living here in Sydney. Um, I grew up in the American Midwest. I spent my entire career in marketing agencies, and I now run the brand marketing team at Invoice2Go. I have lived, I lived for about a minute and a half in New York City and also Boulder, Colorado, other than the Midwest. Now I live in Bondi Beach, Australia, which is the one of the most famous surfing and touristy beaches in the world. And I can't surf at all. And I'm really scared of sharks. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> the perfect but it's place beautiful. For you. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Sylvie. Hi. Yes. This is the voice of Sylvie. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, originally from the UK, as I'm sure you can tell by my accent. But I've lived in Sydney for the last three years. And throughout my life, I've always been interested in. Um, entrepreneurship and being a woman myself, therefore being a woman in business. Um, I have tried and failed at some startups in the past, but I'm now running my own successful marketing agency and I love to champion women in business. And I'm so excited to be on this podcast. So it's great to be here with Nat. And we've got some really great guests lined up that we're really excited to bring to you over the next few episodes. So fun. All right. So we thought we'd run through a couple facts about women entrepreneurs that we have gathered. Um, I want to start with an article, some highlights I found in a Forbes article from November 2019. So this is when 2020 is just about to happen. We don't know the pandemic is going to hit. We don't really know that wildfires are going to take over Australia to the extent that they did. Um, And we don't know what's in store for us. But Forbes published a study where they evaluated different countries and how friendly they were to female entrepreneurs. So they evaluated these countries on factors like women's advancement outcomes and the rate of participation in the workforce, knowledge assets and financial access or financial inclusion and entrepreneurial support, right? Or their cultural perceptions of female entrepreneurs. So when I read this article, I thought it was really interesting because some of these countries that they highlight as good for female entrepreneurs are you know, what you would expect and some are surprises. So number one was the United States. That actually didn't surprise me. Does that surprise you? No, I I would have expected the U.S. to be. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't surprise me. I think we have other issues with, you know, female entrepreneurship and things like that. Um, We still have a pay gap. We're going to talk about that later. But 
But it's the land of the American dream. That's what they say. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that once or twice. Uh, second is New Zealand. After that is Canada. Good place. Vancouver's gorgeous. Um, then Israel, Ireland, Taiwan, Switzerland, Singapore, then the UK. Boop, boop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then Poland. It was an interesting list for me. Some expected, some unexpected on there. And these are the top ranked countries for female entrepreneurship by the score that we mentioned earlier. Then if you get into the percentage of entrepreneurs that are female in different countries, right, there is a much different list that emerges. So when these same researchers ranked each country on just the percentage of female entrepreneurs, excluding these other qualitative factors that they'd looked at, they found that the rate did not correlate with the country's wealth at all. So a lot of women were becoming entrepreneurs by necessity, right? So these women might have children, they might be on their own, or they might just be in a situation where it's really hard to make money. So they become entrepreneurs. It's really interesting. So this list is number one, Uganda, then Ghana, then Botswana. Those are the top three percentage-wise. Then the U.S. comes after, then New Zealand, then Russia, then Malawi, then Australia, then Angolia and Portugal. That is so surprising to me. It, it is, but then it isn't when you think about it, you know? Yes, but it is in context with the other data that yeah. said that these countries are really friendly for female entrepreneurs, yet where there are the most female entrepreneurs. It's, it's not, not necessarily it's the not, friendliest country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just thinking about this and I was thinking about how much, how many props we give to like, you know, women as we should uh, who are in first world countries like the States and Australia and things who start businesses. But imagine being a woman in Uganda with a family to feed and you kind of, your options are very limited, maybe because the country doesn't have as much wealth or there aren't as many opportunities for education or, you know, something else. And there are women out there who are supporting families under those conditions on their own and becoming female entrepreneurs under the worst conditions. Like those women are badasses. They yeah. deserve to be celebrated. <laughs> you know, like we need to celebrate those women. Um, so that was really interesting to me. Um, so, yeah. And then I think... Sylvia, sure. you have a little game you want to play? I do. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, right. this is a did you know game. So I'm going to ask some questions and I want you, the listener, and Nat is going to be answering them here in the studio. Okay. So. <laughs> so I can't screw up. No pressure. Um, about some stats on female entrepreneurship that maybe you might find surprising. Um, okay. Seeing as we've just gone on from this idea of the friendliest countries of where you can be a female entrepreneur. Yes. And the US was number one. So it was. That, that was good. That was good to see. According to that study. According was. to that study. Yes. But according to Wallet Hub, what are the four friendliest cities for female entrepreneurs? Like global or in the US? In the US. In the US. Which do you think? Maybe. Well, so what factors are they judging them on? So they're know? judging on um, providing sponsoring resources to give women more access to investment capital. Oh, OK. So New York, San Francisco, Chicago and L.A. Wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> so the four friendliest cities are actually Nashville. I was actually, I had Nashville in the back of my mind. Really? Yeah, because Kristen Cavallari started. <laughs> okay, so she has that brand that she started on Common James. Oh. That's in Nashville. And I watched her show. Oh, cool. And I got kind of obsessed with her show a bit. Yeah. Um, she's great. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. 
She's interesting. And um, yeah, so I was like, they showed some of the city and they showed like kind of the culture and like it's got a bit of a startup culture there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's well, Na- cool. according to this, Nashville is one of the, the top four friendliest cities for female entrepreneurs to start a business okay. because it- of their access to capital. Really? Yeah. The hmm. other three yeah. were Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Memphis. Okay. This sounds like a promotion for Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, they are all in Tennessee. (laughs) I think this is just someone who wants people to move to Tennessee. (laughs) New York was not on there. Really? No. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they they were the friendliest cities. So it just goes to show that um, it's not, you don't always have to move to a big place. It's kind of like your own attitude as well. Yeah. But then it does always help to, you know, educate yourself and get to know people. And it is who you know as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But also, you know, services can be sold online, especially in the world we live in right now. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't matter where you are Mm -hmm. as two people who live in the ninth most expensive city in the world. (laughs) It's a bit depressing. Like we could have a way cheaper cost of living and still do these same jobs. But it is a beautiful city. Um, But really, I mean, you can have clients all over the world. It doesn't really matter at this point. No, it really doesn't. And that actually leads me on to my next question of how many women-owned businesses do you think there actually are in the US? Mm, I honestly just read something. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't want to, let's see, like 12 million? Oh, wow. That's pretty close, Matt. <laughs> 12.3 million women-owned okay, businesses. Yeah, okay. I, re- I want to say like two or three weeks ago, I read an article about it. So it's not, <laughs> yeah, I just have a memory that serves me sometimes. It's good to know. So obviously there's so many more businesses that are being founded. Um, in fact, the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the US is actually female-led black-owned businesses, which grew by 322% That's between awesome. 97 and 2015. So, so there's definitely a movement here. Women are becoming more confident in, in starting businesses, getting more access to funding and opportunity. And that's something that is really passionate like a passionate thing for us to do is and that's what we want to do with this podcast is provide opportunities to learn and to be inspired by women who are doing it or have done it so that you can also take those learnings and apply them to your business idea even if it's just an idea right now yeah even if it's just something that you don't necessarily have the capital or time or energy to devote to right now and it's just this little hole in your heart that one day needs to be filled you should still start preparing yourself for that leap (laughs) so um yeah we hope you've enjoyed this first episode um it was a bit of an introduction to us and yeah and this is the first time we've ever recorded or listened to the sound of our own voice so we apologize (laughs) if it was a bit awkward but we hope you join us again we have some really cool guests for you and we're really excited to have you as a listener see you again soon bye guys this podcast was brought to you by invoice to go We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.